This is episode six, a bonus episode featuring Vince Barna and Matt Schillenberg from the American Legion. Hello, I'm Mike Walsh, your host of Vance's SoCal Military News and Views, an essential podcast for those who want to know more about the lives and needs of active duty and military veterans in Southern California. We're just going to have Shoot some chat. So if you're okay shit. with us continuing to record, we're going to do that. Let's do it, Mike. Okay. Let's chat, man. <laughs> so anything you uh, wish you had talked about or anything that... Uh... Um, I don't know. Are we politics, sex, and religion free here or what? <laughs> actually, actually, the conversation we had earlier about the uh, your experience in Germany and how that mirrored what was going on today was fascinating stuff. Yeah, it's interesting because... Um, you know, as an enlisted, I went from field artillery and then I re-enlisted and became an interrogator in the United States Army. I mm-hmm. uh, went to DLI for uh, German and uh, they sent me to Berlin during the Cold War. Mm-hmm. So I was there from 1981 to 1984 and I worked in a refugee operation called Marienfelde. So we had linguists, the Air Force linguists, Polish linguists, Russian linguists, etc. And we would assimilate um, refugees into the, uh, the camp. Now, Berlin was behind the Iron Cur- Curtain as a 240-square-mile um, behind enemy lines, so to speak, mm-hmm. surrounded mm-hmm. by East Germans and, and Soviets. And, uh, you know, Mike, we had this conversation that um, this heartbreak for me in watching the airport and Kabul be surrounded by the enemy um, kind of throws me back into that those days. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you see refugees trying to get over the, uh, the wall. Um, it's the same thing that happened uh, when I was in Berlin. You had people that were shot and killed trying to come to freedom to, to, to be free and express themselves. And so, uh, you know, my hope and prayers is that what's unfolding at the Kabul airport right now does not turn into that where people trying to seek freedom get shot and killed um, in, in that instance. Um, it, it, it's just amazing where, you know, the United States, we are the, um, the greatest uh, power in the uh, in the world, and and yet we uh, we we enjoy the the liberties that we have and the freedoms that we have. Um, there are a lot of people that don't understand uh, what tyranny uh, or living under um, you know dictatorship or uh, communist uh, uh, place is is all about. And people like me that have lived, uh, you know behind the Iron Curtain and, and watched people. To give you an example, one night uh, we had a, uh, we were on call, I had a beeper, you know, these old Motorola beepers that have the uh, little lights on them. So three o'clock in the morning, it uh, goes off, and I have to call the uh, EOC, Emergency Operations Center, and call them up and say, hey, what, what's going on here? Well, we have uh, two border uh, guards, They just locked their NCO in a wall locker and they've jumped the fence. You got to come down and pick them up. So I go down to the Pulitzer station where they picked them up at and I take them to a safe house. And here you have these young kids that risked everything, uh, 20 and 23, 
that, that decided that, uh, you know, you know, they could have got shot coming over or stepped on one of the landmines, but they wanted to be free. So they uh, went over the wall, took them down to the safe house, took off their uniforms, took their AKs away from them, put them in, um, you know, civilian clothes and, and left them for the night and said, uh, you know, I'm going to come back and I'm going to get you in the morning and then we're going to go down and uh, get you uh, uh, grocery shopping something to eat. Well, you know, imagine this. Um, East Germany, there's bread lines every day to get bread. Um, you know, everything's rationed out. So these these young men were not used to what we, we take for granted in the West. Mm -hmm. I pick them up the next morning and the status of forces agreement was that if, you know, you're of uh, German descent, the once, once you put foot on German soil, you become a German citizen. So I gave them 500 uh, Westmarks at the time, which is quite a bit of money. And I took them down to the local, it's a, like a little grocery store. And as we're walking in this grocery store, their eyes are getting big as saucers right now. Uh, they can't believe uh, all these things that are on the shelf. And um, I said, uh, and one of the uh, young, young um, East German uh, border guards says to me, can we buy anything that we want? And I said, yes. And you could see a little tear coming down in his eye because he's overwhelmed right now. Yeah. And I said, yes, you can. Welcome to freedom. And that, as for me, is one of the proudest moments that I have as an American. So, Wow. That is fantastic. But again, going back to you see these heartbreaking uh, images that are coming out of Kabul right now, you know, the, the baby being lifted up, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, we cherish, uh, um, as Americans, freedom, but... At the same time, we also take it for granted, you yeah. know. So um, it's heartbreaking. It yeah. is. And people will see, I mean, a 17-year-old soccer player who, you know, tries to climb on a plane to get out of here. I mean, clearly, if we don't understand how badly some of these people want to get out of that situation and how lucky we are to be in our own situation, then we really truly are missing something, you know? Just stop chasing the dollar for a minute and just think about the people around you. Wow. That's the problem, Mike, is that people here are so caught up with the dollar and social media, they'll never see it. And again, our unique perspective, having been there, done that, seen that, and again, my own experience through trips to Iraq, having met the people whom protested against Saddam and had their wife and daughter raped and beheaded in front of them, beaten Good to God. a pulp. Yeah. Um, you know, people will never understand that mindset. People will never understand what what it looks like to actually be oppressed and how bad these people yearn for freedom. Um, and yeah, seeing people, uh, yeah, I am definitely a constitutionalist. I mean, I'll, I'm not going to um, apologize for that. People who disrespect and take for granted our Constitution bothers me to no end. Going back to Kabul, uh, I picked a, a buddy up um, on Friday from the airport who's just coming from that part of the world, we'll say, um, without disclosing too much 
And uh, the American people, unfortunately, have no idea how dire that situation is. It's it's a fight. It's mm -hmm. a war around that airport right now, and you got Marines holding the line and uh, British, and uh, you've got people who just want to get out of there and get the freedom um, because they're going to die if they don't. Uh, it, it's a dire circumstance, and um, you know that's that's something that I feel sometimes separates me from civilians. Is you know, and I say civilians even though I am one, but uh, you know the other ninety nine percent who haven't served um, is not realizing what they have here. Uh, because there's people that would and do die to have what we have. I think going back to our revolution and the Constitution, you know, give me liberty or give me death, um, that you know, is is really stained in you know my my fabric. Um, you, you see this all the time. They're willing to to die and not be repressed by you know. Uh, a dictator or a, um, uh, a terrorist or anything mm -hmm. in order to to enjoy that liberty for themselves and their family members. Well, boys. True story. Very, very glad that we had a chance to talk. And uh, thank you so much for your time.